This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the tight end room. Here's the thing about the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think they are super concerned about the tight end room, or maybe they're just losing out on some of these vets when it comes to free agency. And then we've talked about the rookies and the loaded draft class in the first, maybe second or even third round for a rookie tight end that could uh, they could double dip on when it comes to the tight end room because their tight end room is it's a it's a little scary right now. I, I don't want to hear reports that Drew Sample's coming back. No offense to Drew Sample, I just feel like you could do better maybe in the draft or maybe one of the free agents. That's currently left. I do want to say this. Uh, the Foster Moreau news, uh, really extremely sad. And, and you hope, you know, he's yeah. able to bounce back and just absolutely crazy. I actually have a friend who covers the Saints. And we were in a group text last night with some of the Bengals writers. And she says, you know, it's pretty amazing that he hit free agency. Because what if you would have signed a contract with the Bengals on Friday? Or what if you would have extended with the Raiders and you don't get that physical with the Saints? So, you know, hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Um, you know, he's going to step away from football for a while. So when it comes to the free agents, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take in the tight end room, um, you know, to be determined if he was even going to be an option or he was going to focus on the Saints. You move into your list of who you have left. <laughs> what do you think about that? Okay, Irv Smith, I feel like, is the obvious one-year deal, go get paid somewhere else right after type thing. You've got talent. You've just never put it together. After that, man, my next four were Mercedes Lewis, Dan Arnold, Adam Shaheen, and Max Williams. Mercedes Lewis is older than Brian Callahan. I think he's 38. He's, yeah, he's, I'm fully into it, though. Yeah, I, this, guy's, this guy is – probably rookie Darnell Washington, maybe better as an inline blocker, maybe not as good in space, but better as an inline blocker. Like he would give you what Darnell would give you in his rookie year. No receiving upside less than Darnell. <laughs> like if he's in there, it's probably just pass protection or run blocking. You might as well just go 10 personnel if it's third and long. Um, but yeah, like he does change the run game. And I think Dan Arnold would probably be the clear choice there. I haven't watched his blocking like, Ever So I don't have a ton of knowledge there, but I do think he is an okay pass catcher and Burrow probably makes him look better than he is. Once you get to like Shaheen and Max Williams or like worse blockers than Lewis, a little bit more upside as receivers. I know Cam Brates out there, but every Bucks person I've ever seen talk about him says they think he just retires. He doesn't look like he has not anymore. The same with Kyle Rudolph is a lot of people are saying like he doesn't have it anymore. And I'm not watching these old players grinding through the snaps to find the third Buccaneers or the third Giants tight end to see if they've still got it. I mean, if they sign him, I will, but uh, before that, no. 
No, I, I agree. I mean, at this point, because at the moment, the visit release names, it, it, it'll come out like a week later, or we'll hear an update of who's going to Cincinnati to get a workout. And it's been quiet. After Foster yeah. you I haven't heard a single tight end for agency. Stephen Carter, uh, a former tight end special team teamer. Fullback, and, too. Fullback. And maybe he comes in and he's more of a special teams guy. He's been in the league for a little while, but at the same time, they're familiar with Stephen Carter. Uh, but no update on what they're going to do when it comes to free agency. I still feel really strong that it is going to be a draft focus. And then yeah. maybe after the draft, or they're having conversations right now when it comes to Jonah Williams. Uh, I saw this out on uh, Twitter yesterday, oh and God. Conklin and CJ Uzama over at the Jets, and you, you get, you know, who needs a left tackle? How funny would it be if Uzama got sent back to Cincinnati on a trade? Can that happen? You know, I don't know if the Bengals would want to be like, can you send Conklin? I don't, we, a little bad blood. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And I don't think this front office forgets that stuff. Like, look, yeah. they're, they're okay with like reconnecting with with former free agents or or even mm -hmm. players. But I think they're kind of like mm, we're we're done there. We got them paid with the Jets. I think Tyler Conklin is the one that they would be looking at because they had mm -hmm. interest in him before he signed with the Jets. Yeah, um, I wanted to say they wanted him over Hayden Hurst, and then it just worked out that way. And they were able to um, still get Hayden Hurst. And I feel like Hayden was legit. Wish he was still here at this moment. Uh, but overall in the tight end room, I think that's where it's kind of intriguing. And maybe those conversations are happening if Jonah Williams is involved. Because we talked about it on the podcast on Tuesday. That trade for Jonah Williams, if it happens, they don't have to get a draft pick back. They can get yep. a player from another position. It doesn't have to be offensive line either. And at this moment, I'd rather know what I'm getting in a vet tight end. You only need the guy for, for so long and then you'll move on, especially if you draft a guy at 28 or in the second round. The issue with tight ends drafting is just a lot of them usually take time. It usually takes a year, two years. I think Michael Mayer is one of the most pro ready tight ends out there. Would probably be similar to like the Steelers getting um, Pat Fryermuth, and he just starts right away. Who cares? Like he's he's doing pretty good there. Uh, so I think you would probably get something similar to that if you get Mayer. But like that's, I don't want to put all the eggs in the Mayer basket because there's other teams that need tight end. I mean, the Saints need a tight end. They just tried to sign one. <laughs> um, there's other teams that need tight end too. So that, like the Raiders, they just signed Austin Hooper. Why wouldn't they just also go get Michael Mayer? And now you have your heir apparent and you have your one year guy and just like my, just like Austin Hooper got replaced last year by Che Gaconquo. Uh So I don't love the idea of putting all my eggs in the Michael Mayer basket or into like the Tucker craft in round two basket. Cause you're picking so late in round two, two shots at drafting the guy. It could happen. Um, other than, yeah. I, I, I really want a veteran to be signed or traded for. And Conklin make a ton of sense. He'd be the best free agent tight end on the market. Um, if you want something similar to Mercedes Lewis, I have no idea if Mo Ali Cox is available. Uh, and somebody did tell me that the Colts are okay with their left tackle. He's a young second-year guy, Bernard Raymond. I still think you could probably add Jonah to that mix, but who knows? Uh, maybe they're interested in Jonah Williams. You trade for Mo Ali Cox, and I know he's not going to give you that much as a receiver, but he's huge and he can block really well. So there's a there's a bunch of guys that you could make the case for. Now, the one issue I have is we come up with these hypothetical trades and I have no idea, like Coles fans are like laughing the same way that Bengals fans laugh when people talk about trading for T Higgins. I mean, these aren't like big name guys. So maybe it'd be like people trying to trade for, I have no idea. Uh, 
who was a Mo Ali Cox level player for the Bengals, but you know, trying to trade for somebody that um, Bengals fans are just like, that's not happening, dude. Or trying to give them somebody that they're like, that's not happening. Like, if you try to trade the Bengals a left tackle, it wouldn't make sense. They have Orlando Brown, but maybe you say like, well, Bengals need a left guard. Bengals fans would probably be like, well, we've got Volson, man. We're not. We're happy with that. So. I don't know what they could do on the trade market. I think it's an avenue they should explore because look, the the tight end free agency market isn't that great. The four names I listed though, I, I wouldn't be terribly upset with any of them. I think Shaheen's a good athlete and he's a pretty good blocker. I think he's the one that goes a little bit underrated because he was like Miami's Miami didn't use him that much. And it makes sense. They had Gesicki, but he w- would start over Gesicki because he could play in line. Um, yeah, I'd sign Mercedes Lewis and just have fun with it, but I, I don't think the Bengals are going to be that interested in him. So uh, Dan Arnold makes a lot of sense just because he has been a good receiver before. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think they enter the draft with just Devin Asiasi. Do you think that? No, and I think people just have to realize that. the Things things are happening behind the scenes with the Cincinnati Bengals front office. Uh, you know, maybe the leaks aren't out there and the insiders – aren't saying much, but I still think that the front office is, is trying to pull something together. And I think it will be the involvement of the Jonah Williams trade. And, and maybe that's where they get their bet tied in or it's going to be somebody who's on the street right now. But I'll say one thing, because when you bring up Mercedes Lewis, the Cincinnati Bengals treat 30 like it's 65. Yeah, I know. He's 38. So yeah. you can't make the case 38 is the new 34. They'll be like, that's the new 90. <laughs> yeah, they're like we, we like to stay young as young as possible, and uh, you know, I mean, look, I'm all into blocking. If you can block, that's great. But I, I'd really like Joe Burrow to throw you the ball every well, now. Wally Cox also thirty. Uh, I wonder how many of those guys aren't thirty. I'm gonna go try to find that real quick. But uh... with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, that's that's what's crazy about all of it. Because when um, you heard some of the tight end options, um, you know, Herb Smith, a little bit younger, uh, Foster Moreau was 25 at the time. And it just, when they were talking about Foster, and it's just like, man, that's probably the age range range that they're really looking in the tight end group. For Irv Smith, though, one of the things that I keep hearing is the injuries, but it sounds like it's just different kind of injuries and just finishing out the season. How would you feel about him out there overall with this offense compared to a guy like Hayden Hurst or even a CJ Uzama before? Irv Smith? I mean, I feel pretty good. Like, I don't think I'd feel any worse than I did when Hayden Hurst signed. Hayden Hurst is coming off two down years, uh, at least one, no, one down year, I think. He was the Falcons' number one guy before that. He's coming off one down year, uh, and I thought he, you know, I, I was like, there's reasons to be excited. There's reasons to be cautious. Overall, he ended up playing really well and earning a, earning a deal. I'd feel similar about Irv Smith, just like there's reasons to be cautious. He lost his job. The Vikings have never been in love with him. There's reasons to be excited, too. I mean, the athlete, he got drafted pretty high for a reason, similar to Hayden Hurst. Uh, just to give the update, since I did find some names, obviously Mercedes Lewis is old. He's very old for That's NFL, gross. for the NFL. Um, so Adam Shaheen's 29, Dan Arnold's 28, but then 
was trying to find Max Williams. Max Williams is also 29. There's actually not that many young guys. Like Irv Smith is the youngest guy I can find that's a free agent right now. It sucks Blake Bell's like 32 because he also kind of fits that good blocker, not really much of a receiver type, but they're probably not interested in a 32-year-old guy that does that. Yeah, Irv Smith feels like the one, but the only reason I'm not like putting him out there connecting it, you just don't hear any connection yep. with Cincinnati right now. It makes sense on every aspect of what Cincinnati usually looks for. It's just there's been nothing, no news. I, don't, I haven't tried to search his name to find any rumors because I don't really love doing that in the first place. But just to see if anybody's even brought him in. I haven't seen anything on him. Like, are teams even bringing him in for workouts? Or is he, like, next wave? Like, Foster Moreau and Austin Hooper were this wave. Next wave will be Irv Smith and Dan Arnold. And I think one thing that fans have to realize, too, is you don't like it's not a deadline in March. Like you can still build your roster after the NFL draft. You can still build your roster before because I think teams are are waiting or holding on to a couple players until they go to the draft. You know, can they add depth? Can they add starters there? And they're like, oh, you know what? We can get rid of this guy, make room for these people. Um, so you know, maybe the Bengals do wait until after the draft or before the draft. I still think they're working on the tight end position, but I would be surprised if they double dipped in the draft, but I'll get to some of these Twitter questions quickly, just another Bengals fan. And we'll stick to the tight end conversation. He said, what are the chances the Bengals double dip at tight end the draft and who would they choose if they were taking two? Uh, it would probably be like Michael Mayer in round one. And then I, I don't know the Cincinnati Wiley, Josh mm -hmm. Wiley and like round six, like it, it would be something like very spread out. I don't think you would see like, round three they get zach Koontz, and round four they get another guy so I, I think it'd be really spread out like that all right we'll move on to goose he said based on free agency in the offseason so far does it feel like the bengals are going to pigeonhole into selecting a running back tight end early you know we just talked about that with michael mayer or is it still best player available at 28 i think they're best player available i think they do need a starting level tight end but at the end of the day I think they're going to be best player available at 28 specifically because they probably feel fine about getting some of those tight ends at 60 as well. Yeah. And one of the things that I think Bengals fans have to realize in 2020, when they drafted Joe Burrow, they selected T Higgins in the second round with that first pick. He was mm -hmm. the best player available. I mean, they could have for them on their board, they could have said, you know what? We got to go offensive line. We, we need to protect our new Josh Jones was the big one. Everybody wanted Josh Jones or Denzel Mims. And in 2020, right before, you know, they make a, in 2021 Super Bowl run, they were taking best player available. So mm -hmm. I still feel like with a roster like this one, you're, you're still going BPA and, and that's going to be their mindset. It just feels like a Cincinnati move. We've talked to cornerback at, at the 28 number, but also if Michael Mayer is there, it just feels like mm -hmm. the Cincinnati connection. I think that's the betting odds favorite and unless they unless they trade for Conklin. I feel like betting odds favorite is Michael Mayer because if he's there, they probably take him because it matches need and BPA. Any other quick questions? Yes, we'll get to Hude. This was before the Zeke comment or the Zeke um, tweet earlier today. He said, with the Bengals possibly being in the market for a running back, I'm surprised I haven't heard a mention of Kareem Hunt. He seems like a great fit for this offense. I look on the field, sure. <laughs> I don't know if they want the baggage. No. <laughs> that would be the big issue. And they used to be like the the second chance team. I feel like they haven't really been that any in the Zach Taylor era. Uh, but yeah, I, it, look, if he was like an outstanding individual off the field, this would be a slam dunk. I would understand this signing completely because he's not. They're probably a little hesitant. 
there's probably a reason he's still available right now. And um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that they're set right now and we're hearing the Zeke conversation that maybe he's going to be added to the room to be determined. He said he's weighing his options between the Eagles, the Bengals, and then of course, losing my train of thought on the third team right That's now. Probably in that order, right? Probably Eagles, Bengals, and Jets. 100%. But what's crazy, and this is why I love social media in 2023 when it comes to the player tweets during free agency, uh, Brees Hall actually tweeted out. And yeah, I, I saw. Just, I think we're good. I think we're good. In the <laughs> and then the other Carter uh, retweeted it and he was like, yeah, I agree. So I, I don't know if he's going to feel so welcome. That has to be like an Aaron Rodgers on a napkin thing. Like he secretly said like, hey, get Zeke. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just really likes them. Um, I mean, at this point, they're going to have, they get a new receivers. Um, they're in the OBJ talks. Um, Zeke could be going there. It just feels like a little too much is happening with the Jets. It's that so New York. It's, and they'll come in like third in their division. They will. I'm sorry to break it to everybody. Oh, but yeah, that's where I'm feeling right now. But we'll move on. A little more free agency talk. Cooper Rush. There's some reports about that today. He could have landed in Cincinnati. The Dallas-Cincinnati connection is something over the last few days. But we'll get to more free agency news on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.